Violet's Five Questions, a deep dive into deep conversations. Violet is designing a future where the last stage of life is recognised and planned for and more honest and open conversations are possible. We're working to close the gap between what people hope for and what happens. Violet's Five Questions were created in collaboration with Dr. Catherine Mannix, palliative care physician and author of Listen, How to Find the Words for Tender Conversations. I'm your host, Annie Fox, Head of Brand and Community at Violet, and I have the privilege of asking our guests these five questions. We hope this podcast will inspire your own self-reflection practice and give you new insights and tools for approaching complex conversations in your professional life and beyond. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Rose Dillon, Manager of Experience and Engagement at Violet, and Rose also volunteers as a Violet Guide. Hi, Rose. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Annie. It's great to be here with you. I'm excited to talk to you today because as a Violet Guide, you are very skilled and have a reflective practice of your own that you lean into after your guided sessions and after possibly every complex conversation you have. Yes, that's right, Annie. I think as a Violet Guide, we spend a lot of time talking with people in very difficult circumstances. And it's really important for us as guides to reflect on those and and think about what went well and what perhaps you might do differently or what things you can learn from. So it's great to be talking about these difficult conversations that in some way might help people who are in those situations of needing to have difficult conversations. What were you bringing into the conversation or, or what were the unnamed ingredients you brought with you? Annie, one of the most important things in reflecting on this conversation was really the incredible weight of the responsibility that I felt to be sure that this conversation went very well, that it was a comprehensive conversation and that I was able to help my mother to think and indeed document her wishes and values and things that were important to her as she was in the last stages of her life. So the most difficult thing for me really was to be able to have a conversation of that nature. You really are facing the fact that the person that you're going to be conversing with, you're really facing their mortality. So that was a really difficult thing to actually come to that understanding and feeling the responsibility of documenting those wishes. What mattered most to you going into the conversation and then what mattered most to you leaving it? And if there was an evolution in between, um, tell us a little about that. Going into the conversation, I guess the thing that concerned me most was to conduct this conversation in a really respectful and sensitive way so that my mother and I would be able to have a really difficult conversation about the fact that she was facing the end of her life and that we needed to talk about that and to be able to establish what's most important to her and what we needed to do and what we needed to document. I guess I also felt a great level of responsibility as the family representative who was undertaking this conversation. I come from a big family, there were lots of people involved and I felt It was really important that it wasn't just my view that I was representing, that I was bringing the views of 
all of the family together into this one conversation, which I was going to be initiating. So I felt really responsible about that. But I guess the most important thing was really that I wanted to protect my mother in a way, I yeah. guess, and be very sensitive and respectful to her. So coming out of that conversation, in fact, the conversation went very well and I was indeed quite surprised at uh, how ready my mother was to have this conversation and, in fact, she really welcomed this conversation and the ability to be able to talk about what was important to her, um, the things that she wanted to do, how she wanted to spend her time, people she wanted to contact and things she wanted to do in that last part of her life. So I was really concerned that she might find this conversation incredibly difficult, but in fact, she really did welcome it and was very open and honest about how she was feeling. And in fact, she was really ready to have the conversation. So indeed, a lot of the things that I was bringing into that conversation, I needn't have been quite so worried about it. Did you have an agenda? Did you, and and another way to think about it is how much were you sort of controlling the conversation versus um, holding space? The intent of the conversation really was to talk about the documentation of advanced care planning. So my agenda was to complete some or all of that documentation. So I guess I did have an agenda. I'd also driven a very long way to to have this conversation and I was in a different state for a fixed period of time. So I guess I had a time pressure as well. But I also knew that we may not get through the whole document in that first um, opening of the conversation. So I had to, whilst I had an agenda, I also had to be quite flexible around that. And I knew that it might be that we only completed the first page or, you know, we may not complete the whole document at that stage. So I did have an agenda and that was useful to some extent in helping me to structure the conversation. And what was the role of silence? I think silence in these really difficult conversations is actually incredibly important And it's very hard to do. I think when people know that they're needing to have conversations that are very difficult and that require a big dose of courage and a lot of honesty, it's really difficult to face those situations. And I think silence, it gives both the people who are in the conversation a chance to just take a breath and think about what's been said. And also, I think it's important to to make the point that just because people aren't talking doesn't mean that they're not communicating. I think silence is really important. It does give people a chance to just stop and take a breath. It gives them a chance to think about what's been said and what might be coming, just to have a little bit of a break from that incredibly intense feeling of just bearing your whole soul. It sounds like the conversation went perhaps a little more straightforwardly than you thought it would. If you could go back and do it again, what would you do differently? Yes, the the conversation did go very well and that was a wonderful thing. I was really happy that my mother was so willing to have this conversation and indeed she'd been wanting to have this conversation. Mm. So I think if I was to go back and do it again, would I do anything differently? I think I would be probably a little less worried about it and I would be 
a little bit more confident in my own ability to understand the situation and to be sensitive and respectful. Thank you so much, Rose. Thank you also in particular for talking about the conversation around advanced care planning, which is a conversation we all know we should be having and very few of us actually do. So I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about that today. Thanks. It was great to talk to you, Annie. Violet's five questions can also help you create your own reflective practice around complex or high stakes conversations. And if those conversations are related to the last stage of life, you can chat to a Violet guide to get the guidance you may need. Jump onto violet.org.au or dial 1-800-VIOLET to find out more.